I kept thinking there has to be more to life. Mm. And and so I started this soul searching process. And after a while, just got really clear about what I wanted, what I was ready for. And, and going through that process of getting really clear, you know, was catalytic. I sent the message out to the universe because a couple of months later, I was, you know, just minding my own business and somebody saw something that I was reading and they told me about breath work. And I had this response without within me that was like, yep, tell me when, how much. I didn't need to know more. It's like, I just knew. And that began a whole process within probably no six months of me doing that first breathwork experience, which which was part of a, of a weekend a, a retreat. I quit my job and sold my condo, gave away all my possessions and went off on a spiritual journey. And that was my last corporate job I ever had. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes, to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G, and we are back with another exciting episode of Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. And I am super excited because today on the show, we have Christian De La Huerta with us, and he is going to tell us all about what he's up to and all of the amazing things that he is doing. Take it away, Christian. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Dr. G. Um, thanks for having, him on, uh, having me on the show. It's a, a pleasure, and I appreciate the been looking forward to the conversation. We have things in common. Um, so I've been doing personal transformation retreats, workshops, coaching for over 30 years. Uh, different themes, conscious relationships, uh, personal empowerment, women's empowerment specifically, life purpose. Um, and then, of course, when the pandemic hit, I had to pivot quickly and develop online programming. So that's what I've been focusing on for the last two and a half years. Wow. So now you have to tell us, uh -huh. how did you get into this? Because usually there's a backstory. Like, I mean, 30 years ago, what happened? What happened? Well, you know, I was approaching that dreaded um, 3-0. Okay. And even though even though my life was very env enviable, I had a very successful, very, you know, comfortable job. I had a condo on the water in South Beach when South Beach was in in, in its renaissance. Okay. Uh, I had a sports car, the Armani suits, sought after socially, professionally. And yet it seemed to me that the more that I had and the more that I was sought after, like I kept thinking there has to be more to life. 
Mm. And and so I started the soul searching process. And after a while, I just got really clear about what I wanted, what I was ready for. And, and going through that process of getting really clear, you know, it was catalytic. I sent the message out to the universe because a couple of months later, I was, you know, just minding my own business and somebody saw something that I was reading and they told me about breath work. And I had this response without within me that was like, yep, tell me when, how much. I didn't need to know more. It's like, I just knew. And that began a whole process within probably no six months of me doing that first breathwork experience, which which was part of a, of a weekend a, a retreat. I quit my job and sold my condo, gave away all my possessions and went off on a spiritual journey. And that was my last corporate job I ever had. Okay. OMG. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Talk about facing fear and leap of faith. I mean, holy smokes. That's yeah. incredible. Uh, yeah, I'm going to assume that at that time you didn't have a family. Is that a I, good assumption? Well, I, had, or did I, you? Have a, I was had a very, I'm a part of a large family and we're very close, but I wasn't in, I was partnered, but I didn't have children or so. Yeah, I ended a relationship, quit my job, sold my, and and I wasn't attracted to get a PhD in psychology, and I jumped tracks. I never went for the PhD. Wow, that's I mean, talk about like uh, <laughs> stars aligning, aligning. Oh, so okay, all right. You kind of like to me because because most times when I talk to people and I like. You know, like they ask me, like, oh, where do you live? And I'm like, oh, I live in Guam. And like, how'd you get there? I was like, oh, one day we decided we we're going to leave the mainland and we wanted to go somewhere and we just ended up in Guam. And so people look at me like, what's wrong with you? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> and so yeah. it's not often that I hear from somebody or I talk to somebody who, you know, they just made a decision like that, like a big decision like that, and then actually executed it. Because usually, yeah. you know, we can like, ruminate about things like this and we don't necessarily have the chutzpah is that the right one I don't know but are the like cojones I guess to like literally <laughs> do it right to like literally yeah. go for it and so wow okay so now what happens so you yeah, know I this you, you know like I told you, you we had things in common because I, yeah I clearly went, wow okay. and I went it's from just, Miami to Hawaii so so kind of okay, in the okay. same yeah, direction so the island there. big island awesome and yeah. so then you're there and you are on your and you're on your spiritual journey. What happens next? Well, I I when I left, I was part of a spiritual community. I had worked with us. I was working with a spiritual teacher who's the one who who taught me how to who facilitated that initial weekend. And within that process, she had a another level of transformation, which, which she translated as having you know, like a call to uh, to the role of guru in the Eastern sense. And I didn't even know about gurus then, but I but I resonated with her teaching so deeply. And and while many people around her at that at that time just kind of bolted when she when she brought in the guruship thing, in spite of my fear, in spite of my resistance, is like I knew at some level I knew. And and leaving my family was the hardest thing because at the point I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have a job when I moved to Hawaii. I was working for the spiritual community, living in an ashram. So I, I couldn't like decide to go on leaving tomorrow and head back to Miami. Um, 
and and yet I knew at some level I knew like where she and I really connected was like at the understanding the the urgency of the times and connected at the need for world level service and even though like after five years that hierarchical nature of a guru disciple relationship began to interfere with my own growth and and there I was you know helping people get free and seeing them get free and I wasn't feeling free I was feeling trapped and so it wasn't easy to make that next choice because I knew that when I left the whole thing would implode because I had quickly risen to become like her her heir apparent her assistant her substitute son and and sure enough when I when I when I left, the whole thing imploded, you know, a couple of years afterwards. Um, but I knew, again, I knew, I knew that I had to do that. Wow. So did you have a, I mean, did you have a conversation before you left or how did that part go? Was it a makeup? Yeah, no, we definitely had a conversation. It didn't, okay. it didn't go well. And then okay. we tried to heal it a couple of years later and it, it still didn't go well. It's, it was such a complex multi-level relationship that you know I try not to second guess it like I know that I was deeply served I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for that right Um, it was the most difficult thing I've ever done I wouldn't want to do have to do it again and yet I'm profoundly grateful because I am who I am because of of that choice that I made okay all right. Mm-hmm. Well, then it definitely sounds like it was the right choice because, yeah. you know, um, when we're in places where we're not going to grow anymore, we probably should remove ourselves from those places. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. And then, um, so then, so now you, you left, you're on your own at this point, right? I mean, yeah. have you established your, your methodology at this point i mean oh like what happens what happens then no i was i was starting i mean i had learned some skills both in terms of teaching content i had i'd learned how to facilitate breath work for example um and i had taught myself some fundamental things about you know how to how to publish a book how to promote a book how to organize events how to go into a brand new city and and start generating community um learned it the hard way you know just by by doing it Uh um and so i had i left with nothing but i had the skill set and in a sense i left with everything i needed um and you know it's been a long road with lots of ups and downs, like most of our our journeys and stories, um, and and no regrets. Just very grateful for the whole thing. Awesome. Hey, it's Dr. G, and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. 
But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. And you already have been talking about how you face fear. So I, I love that. Thank you so much. I didn't have to well, ask the probing questions. <laughs> well, except you and I have another point of, of contact around fear. Yeah. What's um, that? Well, earlier in life, fear of public speaking. Oh my gosh. That's like my big one. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you, I had, a, I was a good student in, in high school. I was very introverted. Um, I had, all A's except for one B and, and in high school. And looking back on it, I didn't set out to do this intentionally, but I know that I sabotaged my GPA because there is no way, no human oh, way that, be I, the that I could have. There's no way I could have done that. <laughs> Stood up in front of an auditorium filled with in hundreds and hundreds people of people and talk. No, no way. way. <laughs> and, and so flash forward to now, you know, I've spoken in dozens of universe, dozens university, dozens of universities, conferences, churches, bookstores. And so I know that all those fears that we have given our power away to can be healed and can be transcended. No, absolutely. I've even spoken on the TEDx yes. stage. Oh, nice. See? Yeah. Now that's yeah. uh I mean it's yeah, it's uh it's an incredible thing to to recognize it. I think from from like me and for a lot of people, I mean obviously you you may or may not have recognized it at the time. Um because he said in retrospect you knew why you sabotage you know you unconsciously or consciously sabotage yourself. Um but like the biggest thing for most of us is recognizing what the entity actually is because once we have recognized what we actually do fear because sometimes you know the thing we think we fear isn't really it like the actual like base fear uh once we figure that out then we can come up with an action plan on how to face it but um recognition is step number one which a lot of times we don't make it to so that is like amazing that you figured that out and well, I, didn't um, even, I didn't even know if I know what the it. ultimate fear was like, yeah, fear of fear of making a fool of myself or rejection. I, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but here's what I did learn about it. And what I have learned about fear along the way is that we have a misunderstanding about fearlessness. We think that to be fearless means that we no longer feel the fear. And, and what I've learned is that that's not it. Fearlessness, fearlessness means that we feel fear but we no longer allow it to overrule us, to, to govern us. We no longer give our power away to fear. So we do it anyway, like, like the title of that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And, and what I learned, I mean, this is like, I, I kind of did that intuitively before I even knew this concept. Yes. Um, because the way that I got over my fear of public speaking was, like I knew I had to get over this because I always had a sense of mission. And I knew I had to get over the fear of public speaking. So after college, I signed up for a public speaking course, which I hated for, for 12 weeks. I had to get up on Thursday nights three times and deliver two-minute speeches three times. Come Monday, I was already dreading it. I was already lose, you know, angsting about it, losing right. sleep over it. But what happened? 
you know, after like halfway through the course, like week seven or eight, after doing it and doing it and doing it, it stopped being such a big deal. And I saw that I would survive it. So uh, this woman, Susan Jeffers, who wrote Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yes. She has a concept of like concentric circles, you know, increasingly bigger. This inner circle represents the comfort zone. So this is where we're comfortable now, oh, being yes. with ourselves, being with each other, being in the world. Every time we take a little step or a big one, you know, that's our choice to make. So every one of those two minute speeches, I was stretching my comfort zone and stretching it and stretching it. And then we become established in that next comfort zone and then stretch it again. So if we took on that little practice, whatever the fear is, just a little stretch each week and then another little stretch, pretty soon we're like all the way out there. No, absolutely true. That is so true. Like, uh, it's funny because people don't necessarily look at it like that. They just look at the big daunting end result where you can't, you have to kind of look at like the incremental steps, because yes. if you look at the, if you look at the the road, the entire road, you just too overwhelming. I mean, like with everything, right? Because you said that you're on PhD track, right? So if somebody said to you, um, and I don't know if they, maybe they did say this to you, but like, if they said, oh yeah, it'll take you like seven years to get where you need to go, you know, at the very beginning when you were like 16 or 17 and you might've been daunted by that. But if somebody said you have to go to university and do these courses, and then once you're done with that, then you move on to the next level. And then the next, you know, like that is much more palatable. So yeah. You know, breaking it down, like you said, into those smaller bits yes. really makes all the difference in getting to the goal or getting to yes. the point where you actually have the growth. Because, you know, it's kind of like when your aunt sees you after they haven't seen you mm -hmm. in like two years or whatever. Now, my God, look at you. Your face is so fat. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever they say. You look so different. It's like, okay, you look in the mirror every day. You don't look any different, right? But right. to that person who hasn't seen you, you know, every single day during the journey to evolution, that is a, you look very different. So, yeah. you know, that's the thing, yeah. you know, it's just getting on the path, right? Which is yeah. the hardest part for most of us. <laughs> for sure. And like, to your point, like uh, Desmond Tutu said, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> Yes, no, it totally makes sense. Oh my gosh. So now you got to share with us how people can get in contact with you if they want to work with you and then also share about the book. Well, the book is titled um, Awakening the Soul of Power. And it's about how do we step into power, personal power, in a way that's not about hierarchy, control, fear, force, domination, that doesn't, how do we step into power in a way that we don't have to push anybody down, put our knee to their neck in order for us to feel powerful? How do we do it in a different way? Um, and it's about, it's for everybody, but it has a particular message about women's empowerment. Um, and it comes from my belief, and I would even say my conviction, that the empowered empowerment of women is the single most important thing that needs to happen in the world. And it's not to idealize women, it's not to put women up on a pedestal, women also abuse power, um, and, it's, and it's not to give women more crap to clean up in this, in this world. It's because simply as a planet, 
as a species, we've been running very off kilter, very off balance where it comes to the masculine and feminine energies. So I say it's about women's empowerment, but it's also about balancing those ener energies inside each one of us, no matter what kind of body we're in. And, <clears throat> and so the book is available wherever books are sold. You can order it at your local bookstore or you can get it on Amazon. And in terms of reaching me, probably the best way is my website, which is soulfulpower.com. S-O-U-L-F-U-L-P-O-W-E-R.com. And for your audience, if they go to soulfulpower.com and get on my email list, then we all know, just click on subscribe if it doesn't work for you. Um, for anybody who gets on my email list, we'll send them a sample chapter from the book, some power practices designed to integrate the teachings so that they don't stay at the level of information. You know, uh, Dr. G, we don't need more information. We've got information overload. What we need is transformation. And that only comes from really living and taking on teachings. And that's what those power practices are about, like really applying them to our lives. And then we'll also send them a guided meditation and short teaching about how to maintain center in this world of chaos and fear and uncertainty. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. And to say the title again of the book. Awakening the Soul of Power. Love it. Oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, what a great conversation. And I have to I have to apologize like publicly because I completely was late for this interview. Okay. I literally dropped the kids to school and then I like was doing some things right after, totally not realizing that I um that I had an appointment. So I am apologizing in, in public because that's my fault. And so, uh, but I'm super grateful and glad that Christian waited and that we were able to have this conversation because it was an amazing conversation. And I know that you all who are listening are going to be touched by the conversation and also be touched by his work. So looking forward to hearing about that. And so we're at that part of the show where we do a tradition, which is called fill in the blanks. Are you ready? You ready well, before you do that, I want to say... Before you do that, I want to say yeah. thank you for saying that. And there was no need for, for the apology. That says a lot about who you are. So I honor and bow to you for doing that. But as I said to you, I've been scheduling events, you know, from three different time zones. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm good, whatever the, whatever the reason is. And I was getting other stuff done while, while I was waiting. So no worries. Okay, cool, uh, cool. That makes me feel much better. <laughs> oh, my <yes>. gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, cool. Um. So that was really neat. I uh, I love that my audience heard that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So are you ready for the tradition, Christian? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. The first one is, if I am fearless, I will. I was going to drop a four-letter word, but I will fulfill my purpose. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just guessing which one it was. All right. So then next one is to me, fearless freedom means no longer allowing fear to hold me back. Nice. Nice. And the last one um, is definitely one of my favorites. My battle cry is mm. all hands on deck. 
Awesome. 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 So just let the audience know one more time, the website and the title of the book so that they can go and check you out. Sure. Um, and thanks again for having me in the show. I, I love the connection and the conversation. Um, the title of the book is Awakening the Soul of Power. And my, my website, soulfulpower.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time out. I know it's crazy like when you're like, hopping all over the world like you do to like coordinate things. Um, I'm in one spot and I know coordinating <laughs> from different parts of the world can get a little tricky. So I appreciate you and the time that you've taken to spend time with us and share your story and share your insight with us here at the Fearless Freedom Tribe. So thank you again. Thank you so much. And thank you again. Okay. Have a good day. You too.